Call with Dads, your podcast for unscripted conversations and honest opinions about what matter to dads. Join the call in this journey called fatherhood. Now here are your hosts to get things started. E.A. Maynard, the man of many words and some of them could make sense. Hi, I'm E.A. Maynard. Along with Mr. Pancakes, who is working to bring back family traditions starting with breakfast. This is Mr. Pancake, and this is Call with Dads. So spoils. So, you know, I, I looked up I looked up the word just I ended up talking with my son a lot. He asked questions and when he's doing so, I get this mindset of what the definition because what I'm learning about my son a lot is he's what's called logical logic smarts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a has a habit in mind you, he's a kid, so even if he knows the answer, he's asking why or what or asking you to expand on that mm-hmm. so with that i ended up getting more of a habit of kind of googling what certain words mean so i can give them the actual definition which never ends well for me because then it just <laughs> brings up a whole lot of other things right but after reading all these different articles that and i don't know what your experience with your google research or your searching was right. but with mine it was i just almost got the feeling of if you give your kid more than bread and water or yeah. one toy a year where it's they're just a hair above Oliver Twist, then yeah. they're considered spoiled and you're a bad parent. And right. you look up <laughs> spoiled and I, you think, I put it into logical ways of thinking so I could explain it properly. And you think of food, spoil, it goes bad, it's no good, mm-hmm. things kind of need to be thrown out or refreshed or whatever yeah think of food in the sense of you have a piece of fruit that's just sitting on the counter for a couple of days right. and you cut into it and it's black inside that's spoiled that's spoiled i mean yeah, yeah. Sure. now i related that to kids and i thought about it quite a bit in the sense of you know mm-hmm. and again this this is all my opinion just solely because i couldn't find real information to go off of but how I see it, literally, a spoiled kid is a kid that has been done to, done wrong or not educated right, that right. they expect everything for nothing. They expect that they should be treated differently than everybody else. They're, they're basically bad on the inside because they weren't cared for properly. They weren't taught the right things. So... When you see right. a kid throwing a tantrum, and I'm not talking like my two-year-old, or soon she'll be three, but my two-slash-three-year-old, when she's tired throwing a fit, I'm not talking right. like that. I'm talking like a kid where you tell them, no, you cannot have that toy, and they make the biggest scene. And, yeah. you know, after thinking about it, looking at it and all this, I looked up what my son does. He whines. He's five years old, soon to be six. Sure. So, um, and if anyone can't tell by this point, I'm definitely not a, oh, two mo- two years and so many months, or it's you're this age and almost this age. Right. If you're close. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. They're 19 months and six months. Yeah, so. uh, that always kills me. Like, go away. <laughs> I actually heard somebody once say they're 49 months. I'm like, so they're just over four months old four years old so like isn't four? it time to stop the month <laughs> counting right so they're, they're 130 old. months old yeah i'd be like what is wrong with you but anyways yeah, getting thanks. off topic here but like my son when he he has this whining bit to him and yeah. he's five years old and i right. think for his age it's kind of a he should be outgrown of it by now but he still does it and a bit of that could be he doesn't have the interactions that other people do, but he's not doing it. He's not throwing fits. He's not making a scene in any standard. And in all truth, normally all I have to do is simply say, hey, if you're going to act this way and act like a baby, I'm going to treat you like a baby. Is that what you want? And he stops. And usually it's an intentional fake whine. Yeah. He's, and what I've seen is the parents that have kids and this this was one thing that always made me hate kids on airplanes. 
the back <laughs> back when I traveled constant. I mean, yeah. my at the time you had you'd have the babies, which I hated them solely because they cried on the plane, and you know it <laughs> so was that, loud. yeah, it was that crying on a plane that just mm. killed me with them. I wanted to pull my headphones in and try to blur them out, and then the pain in the neck. Mm. Stewards come by and go, sir, you can't have your headphones in and take off. I'm like, you know mm. what? Get the baby to be quiet, and then I will take my headphones out. Oh, okay. Yeah. As soon as we walk away. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, oh no. I most times I was a jerk. I I've, I've been a jerk for a lot of my life. So we'll say it that way. <laughs> and I'm okay with it yeah. because you know one is the people who there's people that learn that I'm a jerk when you do something stupid. I'll right. treat you like you're doing something stupid, <laughs> and that labels me as a jerk. Now yeah. with my kid. I he's even said, Daddy, are you nice? I'm like, to you and your sister and mommy, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. Are you mean to strangers? I'm like, yes, I am. And, you know, one of but the thing is, is getting back to the planes, mm-hmm. I would sit in the airport and again, as a single single man, no kids. And I was probably mid, late 20s, early 30s at worst, something like that. Right. And so my mindset and, you know, I don't blame people for being bothered by if my kids making noises or what so have you, because I understand it. They probably don't have kids. They don't have that mindset. They don't experience and understand or feel the sympathy for the kids because of it. But when you have a kid, just I've had kids literally right in front of me at an airport as I'm reading a book or reading a newspaper, throw a fit and hit my book or my paper. And I look, I look at the parent, like, what are you going to do about your kid? Yeah. And normally at first I don't say nothing. I wait to see if the parent actually does something about their kid. And again, this goes back to me being a jerk at times, (laughs) quite a few times. But the thing is, is yeah, these people will just watch their kids lay on the floor, throw a fit, yeah. and not say either get up or you're not going to be able to sit right for a while. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like literally, I don't have to spank my son. Mm-hmm. And be, now, mind you, when he wore diapers, and this is my theory: when they have when they wear diapers, they have all that padding on their butt. Yeah. And you don't smack them hard enough, but you just smack their butt where they feel like something's hitting it. Right. So they go. Yeah. And here's the thing is, I would smack my son's butt when he was little, and I would smack my daughter's butt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's times I smack it, and with the same amount of force, they giggle, they laugh because we're playing. But when they know they did wrong and you're upset with them and you smack them at the same force, I'm not saying beat your kid till their butt is red. Right. But (laughs) it's more of a mental thing in action because they know if you're smacking them with an angry tone in your voice or a more firm, disciplined voice. But these people in the airport, they would just sit there and go, all right, little Johnny, are you going to be good? (laughs) And it's, you know, as a dad now, I I look at things much different. But... Even those people that just sit there and look at their kids and say, okay, well, we'll let you just work out your emotions. Right. That is such BS. Yeah. Your kid needs to learn that they cannot throw a tantrum, do whatever they want in public. That's spoiled rotten. Right, correct. My kid, my kids just, we're recording this just shortly after Christmas. And I'm telling you, my kid just had a... All of toys. Half, <laughs> half my trunk was filled with my kids' toys. Toys you know? nonsense. Yeah, and mind you, some of it was stuff my mom got from thrift stores and things like that. But sure. generally, it's stuff that you end up, like my mom got them stuffed animals and right. like dissecting toys. My daughter got dolls in a dollhouse and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But... I swear, it's like my kids, I can sit there and say, stop it. 
my again my daughter being younger for her it's more effort it's she yeah. doesn't have the speech right. capability and she understands things but she doesn't she's still developing her emotions yeah. and as a girl she also has more she has to learn to control her emotions a lot more than what boys do right boys At least, are a little more leveled on that department yeah well boys even as children yeah yeah their their emotions in that sense are more leveled but boys at least from everything i've read heard and all this boys have a more aggressive tendency that needs to be addressed so like my son will like to punch and rough house and all this and i have to remind him hey i am the only one you're allowed to fight with like this you don't hit the face you watch where your knees go because I'm not yeah, planning on sure. having any more kids, but I don't. I want to be the one that decides that, and I'm my son kind of killing me there. So the Dude, fact the, is, is you'd be yeah. doing the Billy Mad. What is it? Uh, what was it? Uh, it was the. It was an Adam Sandler movie. The I think it was Big Daddy. Oh, <laughs> like, Stop yeah. pulling your sisters. <laughs> no, what was it? That wasn't Big Daddy, was it? <laughs> oh, I I know what movie you're talking about. I just can't think of the movie now. Right, it was the the one where he was uh, with the the blonde girl with the big boobs, and she was uh, Hooters waitress, and she leaves him for the old guy. Yeah, that was that was Big Daddy. Was or, it? She, yeah, that was Big yeah. Daddy. And she was ex- she was explaining to him that she wanted a, a a man that was a little bit more of a father figure, and he's like, "What do you want? Like someone that's like yells at the kids all the time? Stop pulling your sister's hair!" Yes. <laughs> now I remember that scene. For some reason, I was thinking a different movie, but yes. Yeah. Is that is that it? That big yeah, daddy? That, yeah, that was it. So it was big, big Daddy. I used to love Adam Sandler, but yeah, yeah, I mean, look at it. What now? I've been going on for a bit with my ramblings of my viewpoints of this, but yeah. I mean, just generally, my viewpoints is is when it comes to spoiled kids, it's people letting their kids get away with stuff. Yeah. Every, Everyone makes, and it bothers me when I have people tell me, oh, well, your kids are spoiled because they have all this stuff. Right. Well, no, let's look at it. My kids listen to me 90, 90 to 95% of the times when I say something. Right. They're, they're smart kids. They, they spend a lot of time learning. Mm-hmm. A lot of their toys and a lot of things, mind you, not all of them, but a lot of them are meant for educational purposes. Right. So, I mean, we do a lot of stuff that's, like the dissecting, he has a dissecting frog and salamander that we still have to dissect. He has like little tiles to build and form stuff so that we can right. try to work on his creativity. There's all sorts of things that we have for him. Yeah, he has. We have a ton of toys that we've been given. They have a ton of stuff. The yeah. problem is, is spoiled to me means bad. Yeah. Not. I would say the same. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. What, what's your experience with spoiled spoiled kids? Um, your viewpoint. Yeah. So I mean, I would say for the most part, mine's a lot similar um, to yours. Uh, in in my eyes, a spoiled child is a child that's been uh, for a few things, I guess. Uh, there's because I guess there's different ways. One would be ignored and left alone, or another one is undisciplined. Um, and then another one would be uh, like, oh, when I say liberal, I don't mean politically liberal. Right. So as I know I understand it's hard to separate those two sometimes, but <laughs> there's liberal and conservative people and it has nothing to do with politics. Right. Um, but sometimes in in disciplining your children, you can be too liberal. If that makes yeah. sense. Um, where you like are so over the top so nice too over giving allowing them every time they ask for something you give them whatever they want um and that most of these are all general you know um but i do believe you know if you want to avoid uh raising spoiled children it's it is different in different times of their life at a younger age like where our kids are five years old six years old um, you know, even three and two, a lot of the stuff that happens, such as misbehavior and repeatedly asking to stop or don't do that or whatever, 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 and they don't, um, you can 
I mean, you could play the uh, don't spank ass card as much as you want to an extent. You know, right. I, I get it. But, you know, the idea behind spanking and hitting your kids, you know, especially, you know, the years and years of studies and studies through the roof have shown it's not 100% the best thing. But if you read other studies, it's, you know, it works and it's good for them. You know, your eyes don't lie to you, you know. Right. So um, to me, at a younger age, when they don't listen and they misbehave and stuff like that, you try the non-spank at first. And it gets to a point, all right, you got it. There's, there's, a, there's a point in which you have to let them know, I don't care what you do. It's my way or the highway. This is it. And they don't have a decision in the matter. They have to be shut down at that age. At that age, because they don't have the reason and capability of a teenager or whatever to understand why. You know what I mean? Or it's just, you have to be able to just simply tell them, no, don't do that. And then they go, eh, I want to. You can't explain to them, well, you can't do that because this might happen or that might happen or this or that. Or the other. You can't do that with them. At four years old, you say, don't do this. Eh. Well, you try right. explaining it to them, they're going to kick and scream and still do want to do it. So your only option is to work with them to try to get them to calm down and show them a different way. Or if they're too over the top, you you got to yeah. give them a whack and let them know yeah. that behavior is unacceptable, period, dot, the end. And then as they get older, that's when you start. I mean, you still need to do a lot of modeling when they're young, you know, such as, you know, like five and six. You can do things like if you don't want your kid to be fat and lazy, you model, you, you know, be fit and eat healthy and so on and so forth. So they kind of model you in that aspect. But as they get older, your modeling needs to be more. Um, and I'll, it, your discipline will be less based on do it now because I said so. It'll be right. more geared on the lines of do it, this is why. And then you also have to show your side by modeling that same behavior. You know, right. uh, when, uh, you know, if maybe even if your kid asks you, because obviously at this point, they should know how to have manners and to politely ask you, hey, dad, um, can you hand me that cup over there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So in what you should be doing is recognizing that, grabbing that cup and handing it to them. No questions. You shouldn't question it. You should recognize that they used manners and they politely asked you for something. So when it's your turn to ask them to do something, they will also comply. They will understand that this back and forth. But if you continuously like, no, nah, you know, screw off, you're just a kid, you know, blah, 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 you keep doing that, that's the type of temperament they're going to get towards you. Um, you know, so I, I believe that those those two things coincide with each other. Um, as far as like the giving them stuff, like giving them too many toys and making them always think that they're the, they're the best and stuff like that. But when you give a kid everything they want, regardless of age, even even an adult. Yeah, you give adults anything and everything they want. I mean, just look at like rich kids, like Justin Bieber. You know, the kid's like what twenty something. Dude's worth millions, and millions. Got everything, everything in the book, and he was given all that stuff when he was like fifteen, probably even younger. Yeah, right. kid's a kid's a crazy person. I mean, most of them are. You know, right. uh, so the, I mean, the same thing happens. You you give kids everything and everything they ever want, but they don't believe anything could happen to them, and they they believe that they're entitled to it. They believe that um, they're, I don't know, they believe they're essentially, yeah, they believe they're entitled to everything. Everything they ever want, they get. You know, and if anybody ever tells them no, then it's a nightmare. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, they're, they, be, they essentially, in turn, become rotten to the core internally. And it's very hard to bring them out of it, even as an adult. Um, I do not blame the kids, though. Uh, Children are 100% innocent. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, until they're 18 years of age. You know, uh, you know there are teenagers that are not innocent. Um, right. But for the most part, children, while they're still an adolescent, are 100% innocent. Um, and as they get in their teenage years, it's kind of a it's kind of a pick or choose. It's kind of that one's kind of like a roll of the dice play. at times. Yeah, it, it's uh, depending on the situation. Right. I mean. That, that that's depending. Well, I would say once they get to about 
15 or so, 14, 15, 16 range, that's when the decisions that they can almost, they almost know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, if, if they're underage, like younger than that, it's a hundred percent, not their fault. If they act right. that way, it's 100% the adults in their life's fault that they act that way. So. And to go, go off of some of what you said, like your kid using the manners, like for me, I constantly say to my son, will you please do this? Or thank you for doing that. And he mimics that action. Absolutely. If you tell your kid, go do this, and you never say, please do this. I mind you, if I said it three times and he's yeah. still just sitting there, I'm like, hey, I'm tired of asking you. Get yeah. up and go do this. Right. That's a different situation. That's a different story. No, 100%. Like, you know, there, <laughs> there's one topic that... And I think I've told you that this just bothers me about parents that say, well, if you can't be your kid's friends, you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. In fact, fact, by the time this comes out, the article I wrote about this should be out as well. Right. But, you know, and I have no proof or study or this is just solely like a state on multiple occasions. These are only my opinions. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I think I have pretty good opinions, but yeah. the fact is, is I think these people that are so focused about being their kids' friends, they're they're so focused on that and not focused on making sure their kid is going to do the proper things, do what needs to be done. They're just, oh, well, my little son need or my little daughter needs me to be their friend so they can be happy. Right. You know, I understand being friendly, and my viewpoint is, and maybe it's because of my age and the way I've lived life and all this, but, like, I went through Facebook for the first time, and I couldn't tell you how long. Got on it because I think I wanted to see what you've been doing with Call With Dads on Facebook, and, you know, I started going through my friends list, and... Don't know them, don't know them. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, quite a few of them, I was sitting there going, okay, yeah, yeah. I would say out of maybe 100 or 200 people that are on my friends list on Facebook, probably mm. 98% of them I haven't talked to and I don't know how long. Right. <laughs> I found out of all those people as just randomly selecting, I found at least 7 to 15 people died since the last time I've been on there. And I'm sitting there going, and I would go back and look and I'm like, I was, good friend. I was good friends with him. Right. I'm like, well, maybe I should have reached out to him. And that, that's kind of the point of if you're so focused on being your kid's friend, they'll be your friend. But just keep in mind, how many friends do you know growing up that you still keep in contact with? Friends come and go. I have I have one buddy that is back in Ohio that, you know, it was, I got to see him for mm-hmm. Christmas. It was great to see him. We talk right. like literally we went so long without talking. He broke, there was a time that he broke both of his arms. He fe- fell, broke both his arms, had to wear casts, healed, went through therapy, and still had some residual residual pains or what so have you to him. Right. But generally back to getting back to normal and all this, went through yeah. all this. After yeah, all that, it was probably months afterwards that I was talking with him. He's like, yeah, did you know I broke both my arms? I'm like, what? It's like, yeah, it was like six months, or I'm like, how long has it been since we've talked? Right. You know, if yeah. if you want, and that that's one of my closest friends. Yeah. My other close friend lives right across the street from me, so there's no way for me to go that long without talking to him. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, generally, it's the fact of like, there's people that. I, if I saw them, I would call them friend, right. but I couldn't t- tell you the last time or anything I've heard of them. And yeah. my point in that rambling is is there's a difference between family that you build a bond with because right. not every family members build bonds. Right. And that's a big thing of what we're trying to do here because like it, I have I had a bond with my stepdad when he was alive. Mm. My biological dad, he's still alive and. I just found out he moved out of Ohio and I had no idea that he was even thinking about it, all this, because it's been maybe over a decade, maybe 15 years since I've spoken with him. So, I mean, when you, our purpose of, at least in my opinion, 
our purpose of building this community that we work on with Call with Dads is to help dads learn to build that bond, a strong bond, and be able to grow it and have a good relationship with their kids. Right. And you don't want to be your kid's friend because your friends are not going to discipline discipline you. Right. If I, I read an article because I went through research for that article I wrote where a guy talked about his friends disagreed with things that he did. They would voice his, their opinion, and then he would make his own decision and go do whatever he wanted. His friends had no say-so in it. Yeah. If, he, if he told his friend, I'm going to go jump off this cliff that's 100 feet tall. Okay. Have you ever jumped off a cliff before? No, this will be my first time. Is it dangerous? <laughs> well, yeah. Should you start with something smaller? Well, yeah, but I want to try the 100-foot one. Stupid. But your friend's going to just tell you you're stupid, Yeah. and they can't stop you. Right. As a parent, if my kid comes to me and says, Dad, I'm going to jump off a cliff. Right. All right, what is it, 5 feet, 10 feet? No, it's 100 feet. No, it's it's not happening. You yeah. are staying in this house until yeah, winter comes and grows over, <laughs> and literally you have to ice skate on it if you want to be close to that water. Right. It's not happening. Yeah. As a parent, it's my job to make sure my kid doesn't do something stupid that's going to get them hurt. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, there's, sure. there's the rule of giving them freedom, let them be themselves, like let the kids explore and do all this stuff, but keep yeah. an eye on them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. the problem is, is people are so worried. I think people are so worried about let's be my kid's friend that their kids are going to say, well, I want to go do this. Well, do you really think you should, little Johnny? Yeah. I want to. All right. Well, if you want to, let's go. Right. And they facilitate the whole bad action yeah. in the fear of their kids are going to be unhappy with them. Yeah, absolutely. If you're worried about your kid being unhappy with you, you you're going to have a whole lot of heartaches because yeah, terrible your, their whole life. <laughs> I was going to say there's terrible twos. There's the tweens, the teens, right. the early 20s. It was probably my my 20s that I would say I called my mom a friend. She was always my parent. She was always my mom. Right. But it was when I became an adult, was on my own, and was able to see all the things. And I think I mentioned this before. My mom has whooped me and did it in front of a police station. And the, the cops just looked out the window, looked down, and saw me on the ground ground screaming as my mom's just beating the daylights out of me <laughs> she's shoved bars of soap and liquid soap in my mouth for yeah. cursing i oh, mean yeah. my mom literally was not somebody you would sit there and go she was concerned about being my friend <laughs> i am very much friends with my mom now and yeah. i value her opinion she values mine and right. you know as an adult being friends with your kid is much different than the yeah. toddler the right kids the tweens teens all that yeah you need to build that bond and not let your kid get away with everything yeah for sure. what what's your thoughts about and again i went on a ramble on that because <laughs> you, you can see this topic is one that i kind of have a a viewpoint yeah. on this one's definitely definitely one you're <laughs> strongly viewed on which is good yeah it's good that's uh i mean because it's it's stuff that's important um for me yeah i, I agree I think it's absolute nonsense to want to be your your child's friend. I mean, that's that's just garbage. Like, give me a break. Uh, I mean, you, you have to think about it in terms of um, I, I think people are losing the idea of actual uh, what is what is it called? Um, I'm not definitions sure. of words. <laughs> yeah. So right. they're. they're Right, so they're they're losing the actual idea means. of real definitions for words. Like this word means this. Like that's why we have a direct language and why these things are written. And for as long as the English language has been around, these words meant this. Every year, there's new created words, you know, but that's part of how language develops. That doesn't mean they change the definition of a word. You know, otherwise it would just create a new word for a different definition. So when people go and you see people on Facebook, you should never be friends with your kids. You should always be a parent or whatever. Don't be friends with your kids. And you see all these other people like, oh, you should always be friends with your kids. Well, that person is mistaking the definition of what a friend is. 
you know. Right. No, so, no, no. Am I sitting there all day long like, don't talk to me, kid. <laughs> Do what I say. All the, you know, sun up to sun down. Like, give me a, right. you know, I, I'm over there playing ball with her. You know, we play games. You know, I have tickle fest with her. You know, I even sit on the couch and lay her here. And we'll put the blanket on. And then this, the, our stupid French bulldog will come and snug on our, snuggle on our lap and stuff. And we'll watch movies and you know, eat popcorn and, you know, you know, and she'll, she'll be like, dad, mom said, I can't have this chocolate. Can I have this piece of, <laughs> I'll tell her, you know, give it him. we'll split it and I break it in two and do, you know, and we'll split it, you know, so we have fun, you know, right. that is, I mean, that's friendship, you know, we right. have friendship, but no, we are not friends because the moment she disobeys and I need to tell her so it's going to happen, you know. Uh, she also cannot go to me and go, I don't like you. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. And then I'm going to go, too bad. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I got to go to the store and mom's not here. So you got to come with. So sorry about your luck. You know, what do you want me to tell you? You know, where where else are you going to live? You want me to, here, here's 50 bucks, kick rocks, go to the street. No, you know, you, yeah. you tell them. You make the decision that you don't like a certain person no more. You don't want to be friends with this person anymore. And that's where it ends. You know, we'll see you later. Move on. You can't right. do that with family. Family, family is family. And then this goes along all the way until the age, you know, until you die. You know, um, as you become more of an adult, you and your adult family members probably will become more along the lines of what the definition of a friend would be. But you are still not friends. Right. I mean, your family. You're still family, yes. Like right. my dad, uh, my grandparents, yeah. Are they my friends? Yeah. Do I go F word this, you know, uh, that, you know, this or that? You know, my dad was telling me a story the other day. And my grandma was there, you know, because um, my grandma had to help him. And they were they were talking about this story where my my dad's got a bathroom with, the, with you know, the pots right here, whatever. Right behind him is a window. But the window is down low. It's a, it's like a whole wall window, one of those types, in his house. In so his he bathroom? was, yeah, in the bathroom. It's I mean, it's <laughs> it's grayed, but oh, okay. I mean, he, yeah. And they he lives. Uh, so so the window and on the outside of that window is like um, it's got like a, a what do you call it? Like a pergola and a brick wall around it, and inside of that is a garden. Okay. You know what I mean? So so it's not like it's just wide open to the public. You know, it's the, right. the window's there and then around it's a garden. So he, he was telling telling uh, me this story uh, that he had to scream across the house because his, him his parents lived with him. They're like really old, you know. Right. Uh, he had to scream across the house because he plugged the toilet up. Uh, and so in the process, it, it was plugged. But it was still running. It was stuck on. So it was starting to, like, go everywhere. So he flips the window up, and he's doing this with his hands, and he's flinging it out the window. And my grandmother's sitting there just dying laughing, cracking up. And he's explaining to me how she was helping him, and they're, they're like, <laughs> squeezing it off the floor so it doesn't get to the rug and this and that. Oh. They tell me the story. And, that I mean, it's hilarious. You know, that's right. silly, nonsensical stories. That you really only share with your friends for the most part, you know, right. and that's what happens. You you get older and you do become more friends with your parents. Right. But at the end of the day, if an 82 year old woman that was just my dad's friend said, "Hey, can you drive my husband to dialysis today?" I can't. You know what he's gonna tell that lady? No, I gotta work. I got stuff to do. Sorry. Yeah. You know what he's gonna tell his mom, my grandmother. Sure. All right, yeah, be right there. It's yeah, not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Let me take the you know deal. Let me come and do this. Right. That's the difference. Family's family. Family right. will always and forever be your family. That's totally different. And family doesn't well, necessarily mean blood. Well, there, yeah, I was going to say, well, there are family that are not great. That is, there thing. are. But, and, you know, <laughs> my mother, thank you. <laughs> and here's the thing the caveat that I want to throw in on that is, you know, I, yeah. I had a friend that I, even in this article that I mentioned prior, I think I mm. talked about how I have two friends. One I've known, like the one that yeah. broke his arms. Him and I've known each other since we were probably uh, criminy when the NES first came out. If somebody can think back way back then, yeah, 
so like 1996 range, maybe even earlier. I was say early 90s. Yeah. You're, we were in an, well, let's just put it this way. We were in elementary school. So, yeah. and that's when we became friends was elementary school. So we were young, all this, and we still talk, like I said, but we go long yeah. periods without talking. Yeah, of course. And, but him and I can instantly get back together and start talking. Yeah. I would consider him close to a to being like a brother to me, you know? Right. I had another friend that we had constantly, we knew each other for many years, and I treated him like a brother. I thought of him like a brother. And yeah. here's where not blood family I have a problem with saying is family, because I had that thought at the time. Yeah, and sure. With that, it's literally the... This guy, we were friends, and we were close friends. I basically would have given him the shirt off my back mm-hmm. if he asked right. for it. And, you know, the difference of family and friends is you have that bond. Mm-hmm. So he, and when I say family, I'm talking somebody that you have that bond build built up with right. that is unbreakable. It, right. it would take a explosion to kingdom come. <laughs> To yeah, break that to bond. Break that bond. Yeah. So this guy I thought was just one of my best friends, like a brother, and he was down on his luck. I was living out in the Mar- out of Maryland, outside of DC, mm-hmm. at the time, and I said, you know, there are so many jobs here. You can literally throw a stick and get one. Right. I mean, there's always work here. Always chances to improve. I mean, literally, I get a job within a month if i wanted to change jobs even before the telecommute came popular i could have gotten a job by just throwing my resume out to 20 people and i would have five interviews in a couple weeks right so i mean he came out and he was a heavy drinker prior but when i moved out here and him and i lost contact for a bit he became a very heavy drinker never told me anything about it never even and then he came out, didn't didn't pay his rent, didn't do all this. I kept trying to give him chances because I felt he was like a brother all the way up to the very end where I found out after I had to kick him out, he went back to Ohio. And then he started telling people that either I heard two stories that he told people. One is that I threw him out of the house with nothing but his clothes on his back yeah. so he, or he lost everything in a fire. <laughs> those were those were the two stories that he was telling people. Yeah. So, and this was a guy that was supposed to be my friend. And what got me was he literally was supposed to be like family. We both acknowledged each other like family. Right. He's been to my house, my family's house for holidays. And then he goes and turns around and yeah. does that. Does that and when I tried to reach out to talk to him, yeah. he just disappeared i i have no idea where he even last i heard he's somewhere out in arizona or whatever you know but the fact is is family blood relatives like your wife my wife they're not blood family but when you're married to somebody that's a whole different story because like i i even told my wife you know if we would have dated for a couple years before we got married we probably wouldn't last but because we got married after knowing each other for four months and got married literally it was went on a date four months later got married so if we didn't do that we would have probably have been separated gone our own way i would have been dating somebody else been sleeping around whatever you want to say <laughs> hey i was a slut i'll admit it but <laughs> i wouldn't have my kids i wouldn't have done this and the reason that i bring this up is there's a difference between marriage family and blood family and people that you just call family people that you just call family they are really just friends they can be close like family but they're just friends all in all now what got us on this rant is my thinking is is if somebody's trying to focus on their kid being friends and not family Mm -hmm. and i understand definitions etc etc problem is is Anymore, everybody's trying to change the word's definitions to mean whatever right. they want it to mean. Right. <laughs> so let's use the classic terminologies, the ones, because if you think about it, 
yes, times have changed. Things happen. The world is a different place than it once was. Yeah, but absolutely. the fact is, is you still have to teach your kid not to be rotten, not to be right. spoiled. You can, you can give your kid, like my kid, he has a ton of toys. My daughter mm-hmm. has a ton of toys. And right. we have toys that we're going to be donating, getting rid of. And yeah. we have a ton of books. So right. most people would sit there and go, well, your kid's just spoiled. Yeah. Well, let, let's look at the difference. My kid's polite, talks to adults with manners. Right. When we were back in Ohio for Christmas, the pa- my pastor, I didn't realize he talked was talking to my son while he was talking to my ma. Yeah. And comes over and was talking to my wife and I and goes, goes wow, your son is very polite, very knowledgeable, yeah. can go into conversations and talk. Because I only see that from very few kids. Yeah. Now, yes. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my my daughter's the same. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> she's got quite a bit of toys. I mean, our book collection is not to be rivaled with. It's <laughs> massive. I have, well, like, we, someday. Yeah, we have this giant, like, bookshelf in the living room, you know, that's tip to tip in books. And then uh, we call it grandma's room. It's our spare bedroom. That right. sucker is slap full of like the, it's, it's, you know, your regular, what you call it? Uh, Guest room. Oh, the closet or closet. the wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. The real regular closet. Um, that is, I mean, tip to tip. And then you go in her bedroom and she's got three bookshelves. All three are tip to tip. And then there's a pile on the floor. <laughs> so I couldn't even count them to tell you the truth. Yeah. You uh, might have more than me. <laughs> it is so many. Well, my, my, I mean, my wife just sits home and does book trades all day long. Right. Um, so, so she has all this, these toys and books, and I mean, for the most part, she has everything she could ever ask for. But the difference is, is like you said, we have taught our daughter manners. Um, you know, if she wants something, she's not gonna just get it. You know, she doesn't get everything she wants. She right. has everything she wants because she was taught that what she should have and want in life is just to be happy and be with family. You know what I mean? And love God right. and stuff like that. You know, so that that's kind of the the feel that we, you know, and the the ideology that we teach her. Um, so when she does get stuff, she decides hey, that I want whatever, 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 and she'll ask or maybe she'll trade something or do something. We've also taught her that she also needs to help others. So if, you know, she can't have more than this, say, you know, say hypothetically 10 toys, she can't have more than 10. Right. So if she wants this new toy, not only is she going to earn it somehow, but she's also going to figure out one of the other 10 that she already has that she's going to have to get rid of. You know, she has to decide and make a decision on how how she's going to get rid of it and who she wants to help or whatever. Or if it's not even worth that, just chuck it in the garbage, you know, whatever. So we, we teach her that stuff. So she's not um, just like you said, overly spoiled and just a whiny baby. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, as far like like you said about the friendly thing, friends and blood not being friends. Um, yeah, I mean, the the. For the most part, if they're not blood, it's hard for them to actually be a friend. Um, like a step parent can become a family member. You know, I mean, even though they're not blood, um, right. for sure. Like my stepdad is definitely a solid family member. Like I, I said, marriage is different. There right, is a difference yeah. with marriage. Right. Ma- marriage and stuff like that changes the dynamic. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, like a friend is still a friend. A friend that is not blood. I mean, I have a buddy, uh, lives in Iowa. Uh, we served in the military together. We lived together in South Carolina. Um, I mean, I still talk to him almost every day to this day. Right. The only difference is we don't actually have conversations with each other. I just send him a, a, a reel of somebody doing something dumb right. and he sends me one back. You know what I mean? Or, you know, some, we just send each other. We, we communicate through stupid reels pretty much. That's pretty right. much it. But that's really the only real conversation that we have with each other. I mean, it keeps the relationship alive as friends over the years. You know, maybe one day I'll get to go visit Iowa, but not anytime soon. <laughs> you know, but um, on the other hand, um, you know, my my mother is uh, 
four-time uh, jailbird champion, um, currently uh, incarcerated. So she is the worst human being on planet Earth. So that, I mean, your actual blood direct family can also be opposite. So it's, it's you know, it, the, the general dynamic is the basics. You know, your family, for the most part, is your immediate family, give or take one or two extras outside, like uh, in our case, husband and wife, child and grandma and grandpa, you know, that type of stuff. Because grandma and grandpa technically aren't uh, immediate family, but they're close enough. Right. They're almost there. Um, but like for me, my my I love my brother to death. Um, we really don't talk much and we really aren't friends. Uh, we were forever. But uh, my mom put a hindrance in that because he kept giving my mom my address. So I had to cut him off, cut, cut him off. You know, so I mean, I'll I'll send him a message now and again, probably once or twice a year. Say, hey, hope you're doing all right. How's kids? Blah blah, and that's it. As far as it goes, um, but yeah. So so the the dynamic it's it is on both sides. You can be friends and not friends with family, and you can be friends and not friends with you know not family like right. blood relatives. But the difference is um, when you see your kids, those are, that's your direct family members. Not only that, uh, for lack of a better terms for it, you know. They're your subordinates and, you know, you're their supervisor, pretty much. You're their manager, their leader. Um, right. You know, you're not only developing a friendly relationship with your children, um, but and but you're also guiding them, teaching them, disciplining them through life and how to be. You're not doing this so they don't annoy you either. You do <laughs> this stuff so when they become on their own, they can function appropriately and actually hopefully be successful. That's yeah. the goal in life. So yeah, I mean it's it's the it's that whole I like I keep going back to and I know I've repeated it quite a few times is if you build a solid bond and you know, I've I've said it on other episodes, I've said it on this one. Mm-hmm. Like you and your mom definitely don't have a positive bond together. Right. My dad and I literally I didn't know he moved out of the state right. and moved to another state and my brother, which you mentioned your brother, my brother and I have actually become better friends because of my son. Right. Because they both have a love for nature. Yeah. So those, because of those two having a similar, my brother and I have become better friends because of that. Yeah. Right. Because my brother and I are night and day. If you've seen us yeah. side by side, you might go, yeah, I think I can see some similarities. You both have kind of tan, black yeah. hair. Brown eyes. That's, that's me and my brother. Me, I mean, me and my brother were okay friends, but when we had kids, we, like you said, we kind of developed and became a little bit more better friends, a little bit closer. We were friends growing up, and then we separated and became not friends. And then over the years, because of kids and family and stuff, we kind of right. came back to each other. And then he kept screwing up after I asked him forty-five times not to. But, but yeah, right. my brother is the oh. same, like the night and day. Like I'm, I'm six foot, you know, two twenty, fairly muscular and fit, and that's how I've been pretty much my whole life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like very, very strong, brute force, everything. You know, if if it's if it's something that needs fixing, I'm gonna hit it until it's fixed. <laughs> my my brother is uh, he's about six foot also, except he's about as skinny as a toothpick. Um, he's got like big long beard he's you know uh but it's not like a full beard it's just like it's like a little hair and then like right here and it's real long uh oh, he wears like, like a goatee right and it's just real long but yeah and he's got like uh he wears like country redneck stuff all day long he's got cat like leather cowboy boots all day sun up to sundown he wears dirty working jeans all day long he wears a cowboy hat drives a an ugly diesel truck and all of that i mean I, don't get me wrong i love my diesel truck and i i wore cowboy boots my whole life you know what i mean but right you know i i also am not a stranger to some board shorts and flip-flops right you know what i mean and i love my diesel truck i miss it but i no <laughs> longer have one and now i have a toyota tacoma but <laughs> but yeah he that's how he is like he's 
full-blown redneck country boy and i'm like when you google your modern variety dad with the phone flip and the socks <laughs> pulled up that's me <laughs> yeah I, I can't say I have socks pulled up but <laughs> i have i have like the short the ankle socks that i wear with yeah. shoes and i at least try to look somewhat fashionable but, <laughs> and i'll I admit I, i'm not the most fashionable <laughs> in the least but I get what you're saying, and yeah, it's it's kind of a thing. So I mean, it's I don't know it. It baffles me on how many different topics we talk about. And a lot of them keeps coming back to building this bond, being a good parent, setting right. examples, and it's I think I would really love to see people start changing the when they say spoiled, changing the use of it, right. because anymore like i said my son sweetest child in the world my daughter's very much loving she spent a good five minutes this morning just giving the cat a kiss on the head so i mean loving kids all this they're they throw fits they're once almost three not yet but almost three the other will be six in a couple months or so but they're well behaved they listen for the most part and (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, in general we still set examples they they might have a lot of stuff but my son will go he might have a lot of toys but he's focused on maybe one two or three toys and a lot of them's just stuff that comes out and plays that him and his sister while they're playing together comes out and just happens to interact somewhere in the mix yeah and That's my daughter does the same thing. She'll have yeah. 40 toys out, but she'll be reading a book instead. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact is, is spoiled, if you go back to what it really means, mm-hmm. just because somebody has a lot of stuff, and this is kind of what it always so bothers me, is that I've known people who says, oh, well, you're doing good in life. You must have done bad things, or you must have cheated somebody, or blah, blah, blah. Well, they... People nowadays are thinking, if you've done good in life, you worked hard to get where you're at, you studied, you trained, you did all these different things to get where you're at, then you must have done something to mess over someone else. You've done, you're cheating, you you couldn't have done it honestly. You couldn't have been a good person. That's a product of uh, media. Right, That's a product of television and social media pumping that stuff into people's brains. It is. People didn't use to think that way. Oh, I agree. But here's where it comes down to. Because I've even, I've had my brother even make comments that he thinks that I live in a community too good for him. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, literally, it's just an average suburban neighborhood. Right. I mean, there's nothing. And he talks about how we have gated a gated community and i'm like the closest thing to gated community is the sound wall right next to my my yard right, right. <laughs> so gated there is no gates anywhere near us no, but community but because how i've done in life the fact of i've worked hard i've got up there and right. since my wife and i've been married we scrimped we saved we do all this stuff we right. watch our pennies to make sure that they go where they should so we can do right. better and also serve to benefit our kids better so my kids have better education through homeschooling through books through all these things we do yeah and then and then the fact of the people like if somebody looked at me they would probably call me spoiled because i have i have a work computer behind me i have my home i have my home computer that i built myself Mm -hmm. i have an old laptop right now that we're doing this podcast on and i have an old computer i'm trying to fix up so my son can have this laptop and mind you all old stuff except for my brand new tower that i built that i'm very impressed with which i'm keeping (laughs) off camera because it looks too pretty it'll but the general purpose is is that people would call me spoiled because i've done all these things i have a lot of used stuff that i'm building up but no one's going to sit there and go oh well it was used when he got it so yeah right they're going to say oh well look you have this 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 and this yeah you have all kinds of stuff yeah i like the sound booth i'm doing this in i literally went to home depot bought some Mm -hmm. cheap wood 
Trust me, I'm looking at some of the lakes now, and they kind of Home Depot. The lakes kind of, if you ever been to Home Depot, you know the wood has a little <laughs> sway to it. So, literally, I've tried to build this as cheap as I can so that I could build it. And if you ever saw it, it looks cheap. <laughs> but the fact is, is I've worked hard for where I'm at in life. Right. I, I've gone from, and these are things people don't know. I've gone from living in my car, living in my pickup truck that I had, which I miss that. I miss my pickup. But, yeah, we all miss trucks. But <laughs> but I, I slept in my truck with my cat Gremlin for quite some time. Mm. We we did what's called couch surfing, where my cat and I would go from couch to couch till right. till we landed in Maryland, getting back on our feet. Where right. literally I lived in a ghetto. I mean, I've I've explained this to other people. Yeah. Where where I lived, there was across the street. I don't know why on my side of the street it wasn't as bad. It was no picnic, but right. on the other side of the street, there the weekly report had I lost like ten shootings, stabbings, rapes, vandalism, <laughs> all this stuff, and I'm sitting there going. I'm going to die just coming home one day. Die living here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, people don't look at what mm. you do to work to get it. Right. And what you do with what you get, what you have when you get it. Just like we're going to have a finance guy come on to talk to us. I think it's the next episode, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, he's a father too. He's going to discuss the the financing side of things so that you can build up and not take Mr. Pancake's advice on using it as a savings account. But yeah, trust me, he probably will address that too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's Jeff, ask him. I want to ask him about it. You can do what he thinks about doing it. I think it's a he, good idea. Do you see TikToks about that stuff all the time? I'm like, mm, I can't be real. <laughs> and, and, for all general purpose, I'll be completely honest. This is the guy that I send all my investments to and let him handle it, let him handle my life insurance, let him do right. all this. If I change jobs and I have a 401k that needs something done, he takes mm -hmm. it and handles it from there for me, and right. I leave it all to him. Yeah. Very smart guy. As far as I'm aware, he's one of the top people in northern Ohio. Mm -hmm. I'd like to hope that he's the top in Ohio, but that's that's hope. You know, you yeah. always hope your guy's the best guy. Right. So, but he will be on to discuss doing financial things. And it's so that hopefully fathers can pick up something to say, okay, well, I need to do this or I need to look more into this. Like yeah. most, most of us think we need to do a 501. I think it is the college fund for your kids. Oh yeah. And there's been several times I'm like, should I just throw this money into my kid's account? Or he's like, no. He goes, yeah. put it into this account, retirement, do this. By the time he goes, mm -hmm. you have a little bit of money in there, it's growing already, just leave that and see what happens. So right. he, he'll give you straight answers. He And if you have questions, shoot us emails. I'll ask some of them to him. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even send them to him ahead of time saying, hey, plan these out so we can ask you these questions. Yeah. But This is one thing I want to ask him. My, my, my wife won't let me do it. So... You go to the county or the state or whatever. You get yourself an LLC license, right? Right. It can be anything. You know, Joe Schmo LLC, whatever. Who cares what it's named because it's not an actual business, right? Right. So you get the LLC license. You use that and you get an employee. You get the, the employee is your child. So you can legally pay your children up to like 13000 something a year. All right. So you get the LLC. You pay your child that $13,000 a year, and then uh, you get a trust under your child's name, and you use that trust to buy a house or a property or something, and then you use the $13,000 a year that you're paying your kid to pay the mortgage, so it just moves through it. So now your kid is essentially just getting this property, and because it's through a trust and it was paid on payroll, but it's it's a special payroll. It's for underage children payroll. You know what I mean? So it's untaxed. It's below the tax market and it's untaxed because it's children payroll or under age of 18 children payroll. So you can you basically are untaxing or 
paying your children $13,000 a year untaxed, and then you're using that $13,000 to put it in a property that is, or put it in a trust that is paying for a property. But when a property is, or when a trust is, owns a property, they don't uh, pay taxes on it. I think that would be more accountant <laughs> and yeah. tax it's, attorney. Right. It's just like a way attorney. to move money somehow. Yeah. Basically like shell companies. Right. Yeah. So, but supposedly it's 100% legal. You just, and you're basically giving your kid you know, a property. Or you can buy like uh, – you can use the trust. And when you put the money in the trust, you use the trust to buy like S&P 500 stock. Like just continuously buy it. But it's in the trust, so you never actually have to pay taxes on it. You know, because when you pull the pull the money or cash out or whatever on try, uh, stock and stuff like that, or you sell the house, whatever, typically have to pay taxes. But I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make a clip of the, of your question and send it off to him. If yeah. he can answer it, fine. If he starts off saying, "Mr. Pancake, I'm not the guy to talk to that about," <laughs> we'll try to find the guy to talk, have you talk to about for that, so you can get the answer. And just so our listeners are aware, I am 100% nuts all the time. <laughs> just so you guys are aware. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you and I both are in different ways, which which kind of m- makes this work. So, I mean, one thing is, is generally there's a lot of things that we need to get people on to talk with. Yeah, I know sure. we have some great guests coming up. We have, like I said, the finance guy coming out, my financial advisor who... I know him personally, and I know he's very smart about what he does. This is, he loves his job because he loves mm-hmm. the information, all this. Yeah. We have, I think we're working on the a friend that we're making through X. So another friend that we have that we're making there, which yeah. we'll announce closer when it gets closer to that time through X, True Social, Facebook, wherever you want to try to find us. Yeah, but, sure. I mean, we have that, and I mean, there's a lot of a lot of truth to the fact of the community we're building is meant to help people understand you're not alone out there. Uh, look at you and I. We're right. we're shooting shooting the shooting it. Just uh, I was trying to make sure I didn't say <laughs> say the yeah the yeah. S word. But we're just shooting things away, talking about right. our opinions, and yeah. hopefully. The dads out there listening know that your opinion might be different than us. Right. You might, this show, you might sit there and think, these guys are idiots. Other shows, you might be sitting there going, these guys know what they're talking about. Right. Well, everybody's this, got something different, but exactly. hopefully, our goal is hopefully, yeah, you pick something up and you learn something, or maybe it raises a question in your mind that gets you looking into it. Exactly. Trying something. So, so I mean, we've, We've rambled on to two topics today, and we started into a third that we're cutting off because that's I'm not sure, sure if, if that's going financial, financial advisor <laughs> area, or we need to get an actual attorney on to talk about or this. Or illegal money laundering. <laughs> and we don't, we don't advise illegal money laundering. <laughs> but with that said, yeah. how, about, how about we cut this off? People can go to... To callwithdads.com where all of our stuff are is all ads and we just started a rumble channel so if you're anti-youtube you can find us on rumble as well and yeah generally we're we're about everywhere you want to find us we're no longer on Substack. i just deleted that account because i think i was the only subscriber on it like i said so no hard feelings there with anyone so other than that, if you want to find yeah. me, you can find all my information at Call With Dads. You can find more stuff about Mr. Pancake at his website as well, which is pancakeswithyourdad.com. And even if you want, there's links to it on on Call With Call With Dads. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you have any the, final uh, thoughts before we cut cut yeah. out or? Yeah. Uh, also, I just kind of wanted to share. Um, I was on another podcast uh, kind of discussing some other stuff, similar, basically the same idea, concept that we got going on. Um, uh, it's called In the Meow. Uh, it's operated by a young lady uh, named Siberian Kitten. 
Um, you can find her and her podcast on Rumble, Truth Social, I think, as well as Getter. Um, that's that's where they send most of the stuff. The the podcast itself is on Rumble, um, but you can find their information on like Truth and Getter and stuff like that. Um, it's called In like In the Now, but In the Meow because <laughs> she's a Siberian kitten. Right, but and she looks like show. she's doing pretty good on that show. And you, I listened to it when you was live on yeah. it. You did fantastic, so I would suggest people listen to your show at least. So yeah. it's definitely well worth the listen. And absolutely, we'll even throw a link into in the meow now in the meow in the meow <laughs> now in the show notes for this episode, so you can find find and listen to Mr. Pancake talking there. So yeah. that being said. We appreciate everyone listening. Tell people about us. Share it. Tell people about pancakes with your dads. And with that being said, I guess we just say goodbye to everyone. All right. Talk to you later. See you next week.